This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message. Your voice, your voice is a weapon. I just really felt the Holy Spirit just dropped that into my spirit this week. The Lord said, your voice is a weapon. And I felt the Lord say that we are underestimating the power of our voices. And so I'm hoping, I'm trusting that in this message, I'm going to stir your faith and you're going to start applying your voice in alignment with God in terms of seeing his kingdom come. So, so this past week, or last week, I spoke about, I shared this, the story of, of John Wimber and he had the, this mighty move of the Holy Spirit at his church and all these things happening and manifestations. Things that he was confused, like, is this God? Is this the devil? And then he was praying through, like, in, during the night. The next morning, a pastor friend phoned him and he said, hey, I, fe- I feel three words for you. The answer to your prayers, that was me. God saying to him, that was me. And in that moment where he heard the whisper of God, it shifted him. It realigned him in terms of the purposes and the plans of God. It reveals to us the importance of the whisper of God to hear the voice of God. I shared this last week as well, you know, that the, when it comes to the, 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 you know, the five course feast from heaven, you know, hearing the word like you're hearing it now, reading the word of God for yourself or studying it, that's the starter. It's not the main course. The starter is you get into the word and you have, that's where, you, that's where we start. But the main meal, what truly feeds us straight from heaven is when you hear the whisper of God. When the Holy Spirit comes upon the word of God and causes it to come alive. When you hear his voice, that's when you're fed. That's what Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is what causes you to come alive. So if you think of all the scriptures in the Bible, are we to obey the scriptures? Absolutely. All of them? Yes. At All of them at the same moment? Now that's quite impossible. They'll just be overwhelming. They'll just like, oh, like a crazy person trying to obey, 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 obey all the scriptures at the same time. You can't. So what do you need? We need to come back to the simplicity of Christ. What is that? That is just hearing the voice of God. What is he saying for you right now? What scripture is for you right now? What is he saying for you today or this week or this month? What, what is God speaking over your life? Because when you hear his voice, when you hear the whisper of God, it's like divine grace, empowerment is imparted into your life. You have the ability to obey and it unlocks faith and confidence. There is grace that comes with the now, the now word. Amen. Come on, say now word. Now word, now. The now word. What is God saying now? And I tell you, over the last few weeks, I've just in my times with the Lord, I've, I've, I've heard the whisper of God. And I tell you, it just shifts you. It changes you. It moves you. It causes you to come alive. 
You know, so I want to help us this morning how you and I can practically hear the whisper of God so that we can align for the divine assignment, so that we can have grace to fully, truly live for the Lord. But it's about coming back to the simplicity of Christ. Because sometimes I think we complicate things. And I feel the Lord wants to just bring us back to the simple, basic thing of you're aligning yourself with him, you're hearing what he's saying, and you're living according to his word. Okay, so last week I shared this, this scripture, Luke chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. And it says, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying the voice, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. This is John the Baptist, the voice. John, it says in the scriptures, and the word of the Lord came to him. He heard a whisper. The word of the Lord came to him. And then he became a voice. The whisper became his voice. And when the whisper became his voice, he prepared the way for God. He prepared the way of the Lord. It says there, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight in the rough way smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And everyone will see Jesus. That was John the Baptist. That was, that was his calling. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. He's heard the whisper. He's received the word. But then the word became his voice. And as he proclaimed it, he prepared the way. This, the crooked places were made straight. The spiritual landscape was changed to prepare the way for Jesus. And I believe we are called in the same way to prepare the way for the Lord. It says one voice, one voice crying in the wilderness. One voice is powerful. I want to say to you, your voice is powerful. Your voice shifts the atmosphere. Your voice is a weapon. Your voice is a weapon. But imagine if all of our voices together in agreement, as the word of God says, where two agree on anything in my name, it shall be done. So you have one voice, but now you add another voice and the hearts agree. It's like a husband and wife that agree around something or friends that pray together about something. And then that agreement releases the kingdom of God on the earth. So prepare the way. Jesus is revival. And you and I have the privilege of partnering with heaven to release the kingdom of God on this earth. Come on, say it. I have a voice. Your voice is a weapon. Your voice is a weapon. Your voice can either partner also with the enemy or your voice can partner with God. So I'd say let's partner with the Lord. Let's release, let's hear the whisper and then release. You need to start speaking. I really felt the Holy Spirit dropped this into my heart that the people of God are too quiet. We're not speaking. And when we speak, then we agree with the enemy, you know. So come on, let's unlock our voices and move forward. God longs to hear your voice. Okay, 2 Corinthians 2.14. I love this passage. And it gives us the key to overcome in 2024. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Now, thanks 
be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now, here's the now, the now word of God. Now, right now, thanks. Thanks be to God. So right now, you and I can rejoice. Right now, we can celebrate what's coming this year. We can rejoice knowing that God's going to lead us into triumph. It says there, thanks be to God who sometimes, every now and again, every fourth year. No, it says always. Come on, say always. Always. This reveals the heart of our heavenly father. He is the God who is for you. He is not glorified when you are continuously struggling. He is not glorified when your wheels are coming off. He is not glorified when you're always lacking. He is not glorified when your relationships are a disaster. He is not glorified when you're just trying to hold on for dear life, like, you know, just trying to make it again this year. He's not glorified through it. He wants to lead you into triumph. So what's the key to overcoming? What is the key to living in triumph continuously? His voice. His voice, his whisper. His voice, his whisper. It's the key. It says there, now, thanks, we can now already begin to celebrate. Woohoo, 2024. God, you've got this. You have all the answers, all the solutions, all the wisdom, all the plans. You have it all. For anything that you are facing right now, relational challenges, business challenges, personal challenges, whatever it is, I have good news. Jesus has the answer. Amen. He has the answer. You might say, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to break through this thing and I have this sin pattern in my life and I feel so hopeless and miserable. I want to say to you, God is ready right now to lead you into triumph. Right now. He wants to lead you into triumph. Jesus paid for more than you to continuously struggle and try to just survive. Amen. But it's because so many of us accept the nonsense in our lives that we're not seeing the breakthrough. You first say, hey, this is unacceptable. Struggling with personal stuff. No, intimidation, out in Jesus' name. Fear and anxiety is not welcome here. Depression, no. This is not what Jesus died for. Financial lack or relational strife. No, we serve a miracle working God and he commits, he promises us now. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Always leads us in triumph. And you know, and as that plays out, it might look different for us at times, but I tell you, in that journey to seeing significant breakthrough, a significant miracle, there is grace in that journey. But what are you accepting? Are you okay? Are you okay with this? Just, yeah, that's just always going to struggle. Sickness in the body. I tell my wife, I tell my son, I tell, sickness is not welcome in this house. In Jesus' name. There's resurrection life in Christ. That's what he paid for. But if we just accept everything, you're not going to receive what he's paid for. You know, I, th- I think sometimes 
one of the, 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 you know, it's like some of people can feel like, oh, I'm continuously tired. I'm continuously struggling. You know, like you've had a significant night of sleep and you wake up the next morning, you're still tired. I tell you, I feel that is spiritual. I've gone through seasons in my life that I've, you know, I'm sleeping enough and it doesn't matter how much I sleep, I'm still tired. And I realize it's spiritual. But I tell you, the more I step into his presence, the more I'm like in that resurrection life, suddenly I have more ideas, I have more creativity, I have more capacity. I sleep less, but I can do more. There is that supernatural connection with the living God that I want to give us a few practical ways of, of stepping into. But it says, now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Don't settle for anything less than all that God paid for. And don't allow the voices of this world, because there's large parts of the body of Christ that's continuously, you know, just speaking unbelief. Unbelief, you know, it's like as if God is powerless and dead. Just hold on for heaven one day. I'm saying absolute nonsense. The, Jesus said that the gates of hell will not be able to stand against the church of Jesus Christ. That means we are on the offense. We are on the assault. We're not just holding on in a corner like, oh God, just Jesus come back, rapture please now. No, we are supposed to overcome. We're supposed to see the kingdom expand. We're supposed to see lives transformed, bodies healed, people set free, and the lost come to Christ. And that's what the next part speaks of. It says, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Through us, we release Jesus everywhere. So in other words, the whisper becomes your voice. And then your voice in obedience releases, prepares the way for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Come on, say always, leads me in triumph. Come on, take it. Renounce the unbelief that wants to kick back and says, well, you don't know my problems. You don't know my challenges. I rebuke that unbelief in the name of Jesus. Something needs to rise up within you to say, no, I don't accept this nonsense in my life. You have to put your foot down. What do God says? Submit your, humble yourself, submit yourself to the, to the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist. You have to resist. Resist poverty and it has to go. And along with that is like wisdom and guidance of how to. You know, it's not just that things just fall out of the sky. There's also obedience, a, a journey of seeing the kingdom of God come. So I want to encourage you. The Lord has the answer. To every problem, every challenge in your life. Amen. Come on, say it. The Lord has the answer. The Lord has the answer. The Lord has the answer. But then we have to hear his voice. We have to come and sit at his feet. Okay, so practically, how do you and I hear the whisper of God? I just felt like a download this last week. Uh, five, five keys, five very practical ways of how you and I can Hear, position ourselves to hear the, the whisper of God. Number one, time. I just so felt the Holy Spirit just dropped this in my heart. You need to give me time. You need to give the Lord time if you want to hear the whisper of God. You know, and, 
And, and, and we have to embrace this kingdom reality that whenever God asks us something, he doesn't take it from us. He actually multiplies it back to us. That's kingdom reality. You know, over the years, I've, you know, I spend a, a, a significant amount of time with the Lord. I would sometimes pray. I'd pray for hours daily. I would sometimes pray for days, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I've got so much to do. Lord, is this a good investment of my life, of my time? I feel like I'm spending my life in prayer before you. And I just, every time I just hear the Lord saying, this is the best investment you can make with your life. Waste it on the Lord. Because it's not a waste. He multiplies it back to you. But God if wants to whisper. He wants to speak. But you have to give him time. And I love these four statements. It says, talk with God. No breath is lost. He hears you. Talk with God. No breath is lost. Walk with God. No strength is lost. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of the Father. There is a supernatural grace that when we begin to walk with God in his presence every day, walking with the Lord, aligned with his purposes and his plans, that you have supernatural strength. As I said earlier, that you don't wake up and you're still just tired and you sleep another few hours and you're still tired and you're still struggling. Break out of that spiritual oppression. Obviously, it can be physical, but I feel like for many of us, it is spiritual. So walk with God, no strength is lost. Wait for God, no time is lost. Wait upon the Lord. That is that's actively sitting at his feet and spending time with him. Lord, I look to you. God, I'm not going to lean into myself. I'm going to lean into you for the answers, for the solutions, for the wisdom. Lord, and, and then the Lord multiplies time back to you. I believe the Lord can give you in one moment more than you can figure out in yourself like in 10 years. Amen. One moment, creative idea. One moment, an answer. One moment, an encounter with him that heals you and sets you free. Time, time. Give the Lord time. Best investment you can make. And trust in God and you will never be lost. You'll be anchored in him. Be anchored in him this year. Trust in him. Okay, so key number one, time. They want to read Luke 10, 38 to 42. Well-known passage, Mary, Martha. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him. Into her house. So she, Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. Who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. Verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to Martha, Martha, you worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, one thing, come on, say one thing. One thing, one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus reveals the one thing. 
If you miss everything else in the, in the Bible, in the scriptures, if you, if you do nothing and get nothing, if you just do this one thing, there's so much that will flow out of that place. He said, Mary has chosen that one thing, that critical thing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, receiving his word. The best investment you can make in your life is to spend it at the feet of Jesus. To love him and to receive his love. To look to him as your reward. To look to him for strength, for guidance, for peace, for joy. So key number one is time. Key number two, uncluttered time. Uncluttered time. Martha invited Jesus into the house, but she was so distracted that she didn't hear his voice. She missed him. And I think for some of us, that's what's happening. It's like, you welcome Jesus into your house. You welcome Jesus into your life. But now you're so busy, so distracted, so worried, so concerned that you are not hearing his voice. I have this picture of clutter. It's like you have all these things in your hands, like your skis and all these things and a broom and whatever. And now you want to walk into the presence of God and you're getting stuck at the door. It's like you can't get through the door. You can't get into his presence because there's so much clutter. So you have to unclutter. And that's why fasting is such a brilliant way of uncluttering. Unclutter. Because what do you do? You're fasting and you're like, man, I'm not going to make this. I'm going to binge watch Netflix for three days. No. (laughs) You can't. Now that's a waste. Then leave the fast. Okay. The idea is you shut down everything else. Social media, movies, here, whatever, everything else. You close every other door. You remove all the clutter and you're not eating. So what do you have to do? What are you going to do with yourself? You pray. You get into the word. You worship Jesus. You surrender yourself unto the Lord. Because there's no other option. There's just no other option. I've, I've, I've found this in, in my fasting times. If I get up in the morning and I'm a little bit distracted, I'm not spending solid time with the Lord. I tell you by eight o'clock of the fast, I'm like, I'm dying. It's eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you're dying. And then the times where I get up nice and early and I'm in the word and I'm praying in the spirit and I'm filling up with the word. I tell you, it's like, it doesn't touch me. I'm like, let's do this. It is so beautiful. Those times you you draw near to the Lord and he shifts you. He feeds you. He strengthens your spirit. It's wonderful. And it leads to breakthrough. Fasting leads to breakthrough. You're struggling with your health or with anything in your life. I tell you, set a time, set the time aside and then spend it with Jesus. Give him time and give him uncluttered time. And you're going to see something beautiful happen in your life. Okay, number three. Focus time. Focus time. So give him time. Give him uncluttered time. I was get the other options until you've only get the other options. I've just, I've got one option left. Jesus. And then focus. Come on, say focus. Now this is huge. This is huge because it's like you want to 
be in his presence, but so many are on the fringes because we're not focused. We're not, God, I want you. We don't press into his presence. We don't push in until we're in there. You have to know that Jesus did everything possible to open the way for you into his presence. The veil has been torn. The blood has been shed. His Holy Spirit has been made available. But now you have to come focused. You know, it's, it's like a scholar, you know, school, school young people. You know, the, the young person that sits at the back of the class, it's the naughty one at the back. But those who want to learn and grow, do you know what they do? They come and sit right in the front because they want to be focused. What did Mary do? Where did she sit? At the back? At his feet. Just like no distractions at his feet. At his feet. It's like, I don't want anything to keep me out of the presence of God. I want to be at his feet. I want to receive his word from his heart. Because I know that is the best investment I can make with my life. The most responsible thing you can do in life. Because Mary, was, Martha was like, I need to be responsible. I need to do all these other things. No, the most responsible thing you can do in life is to spend it with Jesus at his feet, focused, time, uncluttered time, focused, focused. And then number four, trust, which is huge. You need to unburden your soul because Martha was worried and anxious about many things, and you have to cast that off. You say, Lord Jesus, I am trusting. I'm putting my trust in you. You are my source. You are my hope. You are my help. Jesus, I just come as I are. Lord, I come to you. So that's that leaning into the Lord, that focused leaning into the Lord. I trust in you. Because in your presence, I am changed. And then number five, be ready to obey. Be ready in other words, we don't come to hear the whisper to tickle our ears. We come to hear the whisper so we can know him and do his will. If you are ready to obey, ready to do, God's going to speak to you. Okay, so there are five things that uh, I believe will really, really help you to hear the whisper. Let his whisper then become your voice. So let's look at this. Matthew 10, 27. Jesus speaking and says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. So what is it saying? What I whisper to you, what I whisper to you in the inner place, in the, in the dark, what I whisper to you, let it become your voice. So it's not just speaking random things as I feel. It's like, no, no, no. I receive the whisper of God. I sense this is what the Lord is saying from that could just, could just be a scripture that is the now word, but you receive the whisper and then you put the whisper in your mouth and you start speaking it. You start declaring it, decreeing, shifting the atmosphere. Cause that's what he's saying. What you hear in the ear, preach it on the housetops, proclaim it, decree it, shift things. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. There's this glorious place where we live in the reverence of God. We know his greatness. We know his glory. And we know that when we align with his word, the kingdom of God is going to come. You, you are an atmosphere shifter. Amen. 
There might be despair and hopelessness at home. You can shift it. Or at work, you can shift it. Don't be under it. You shift it. So let your voice, your voice is a weapon. Your voice is a weapon. Come on, say, my voice is a weapon. You need to get this. Your voice is a weapon. We are the family of God, sons and daughters, yes, but we are also the army of God. We are a, 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 a soldiers for Christ. And we are to do battle with this weapon that he has given to us, a voice. But the voice needs to be aligned so the, the power moves from your heart, from within. Your voice releases it, but the power comes from within. So the question is, what is your source? What is, what, 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 what is, what is here? Cause this is where, this is why you want to sit at his feet. This is why you want to be with him so that the source would be him and his Holy Spirit. Cause it's so easy to find yourself in a place where you, you know, you, you, you're disillusioned. You're bitter. Full of unbelief. You find yourself gossiping. Speaking negatively. You find yourself neutralizing the word of God through the words that you speak. Because of unbelief. And then we blame God. Lord, why don't you answer my praise? But you are neutralizing the, the, the word of God in your life. By agreeing with the enemy. By agreeing with the lies of the enemy. No, align. But the, the key is the source. The source needs to be whole and healthy. So that you can release. So if there's bitterness, unforgiveness, ungodly anger, anything that is, is not healthy on the inside, you will find your, your, your words agreeing with the enemy and then you empower the enemy in your life. So don't empower the enemy. Release. Don't, don't neutralize the work of God in your life. Don't neutralize the word. Agree with the whisper of God. Amen. And then. What also sometimes happened, and I really felt something we need to pray into for, for some of us. For some of us, it's not just your own voice. It's other people's voices. Have you been like in a good space and then you spend time with that person and suddenly you are morbidly negative and depressed and like maybe unbelieving and struggling? Who's experienced that? Uh, there's those people, those voices. And, and what happens is when we, when we spend time, when we expose ourselves to the unbelieving, faithless, critical, hopeless voices, you know what? It binds you. It constrains you. You know, there's been times in my life, it's like years later, I can still hear that voice. That voice. You have to break it off your life. It's like a word curse. It's like something that's been spoken over you. I mean, we all know this, huh? A dad, Speaking not by the Holy Spirit can wound his child or his spouse. And so people can wound us with that, with that voice. It's, it's the way the enemy gets access into our lives. That moment when somebody speaks, it cuts. You have to break it off your life if you want to have freedom because it, it builds this, this, these limitations upon us, upon our faith and our confidence. That's also the danger of unhealthy doctrines. Pharisaic doctrines. The church world is like sick with unbelief and negativity and fear and criticisms. It's like, I'm just like, oh, I have to continue on YouTube. 
Don't, don't, don't give me that channel. Go away, go away, go away, go away. That's just unbelief and voices that steal and kill from you. Don't fall for it. Okay, so ending off with this prayer plan. Your voice is a weapon. I'm going to give you four things so that you can use this now in the fast and prayer, but also just in life. Four things. Number one, proclaim his promises. It's like, how do you pray? Proclaim his promises. Write it down. Open your Bible, proclaim his promises. I received this prophetic download from the Lord. I felt the Lord say, my people are too quiet, too passive. They are not walking in the authority that I have given them. When the people of God are quiet, that is when the voice of the enemy triumphs. The voice of my people counters and neutralizes the voice of the enemy and releases my purposes into the earth. Are you quiet? Oh, I'm having a quiet time. Well, you can start there, but it shouldn't end there. There should be some speech. There should be some praises. There should be some proclamations. There should be some decrees happening over your day or your work environment or your home or your children. Speak, agree with what the, what the word of the Lord says. Number two. Produce power. Produce power. How? Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. It produces power. I want to say again, if you don't pray in the Spirit and tongues yet, join us at at, uh, Encounter One Life Encounter. We trust for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to start speaking, praying in tongues. But I say everywhere I go, you know, the churches that shift cities, people that pray in tongues. But like they pray in tongues. It's like you're a prayer meeting the whole hour. Everybody's just praying in tongues. Because they it produces power. It it is this 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 perfect prayers that are released as you are praying by the Holy Spirit. You are decreeing and declaring into the spirit realm. You are producing power in your spirit. You are building up authority so that when you speak with your understanding, devils flee. Kingdom come. Atmosphere is shifted. So how do you pray? I was so blessed last year at Encounter 4, a freedom encounter. Um, I walked into the prayer room and the facilitators were praying. And I was like, you, I walk in here and there's like presence. These guys are clapping it. Praying in tongues like crazy. It's like I can feel it's like it's the power and the presence of God. I tell you, when you come out of that prayer room, The enemy flees and the kingdom comes. So are you producing power? Are you praying in the spirit? That's why we pray on Sundays here on stage. We pray in the spirit. We want to get you into the spirit. There's enough dead churches in our nation. Amen. Let's be alive. But it begins at home. So proclaim promises. Then produce power. Look at that verse. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. So how do we pray? We're all quiet. Say we're a group of people in a circle. One person is praying and the rest of us are all quiet. No, you are all praying in tongues. All praying. Continuously in the spirit, we listen to what somebody else is praying a little bit louder and we say, amen, we agree. And then we continue. Don't be passive. Amen. If you don't pray in tongues yet, pray in tongues in Jesus name. 
Just say, I receive. I receive. It is powerful. It is powerful. The Apostle Paul prayed more in tongues than anybody else in the Corinthian church. He prayed in, in tongues for hours and hours and hours every day. And he moved in power. Those who move in signs and wonders and miracles, they are people who pray in tongues for hours. So come on. We want to see revival break out in the city. That means not passive. Producing power. That's number two. Next one. Then you need to push into his presence. So I, f- I felt prophetically the Holy Spirit just downloaded this to me. I felt that the, the Lord say, my people take on the voice of the enemy. Stop agreeing with what the enemy is saying. Rather agree and proclaim what I am saying, what God is saying. Many of my people empower the enemy in their lives and in the city. You underestimate the importance and power of your voices. I've given you a voice. Speak my word. That is how you shift the atmosphere and release the kingdom of God. And this is part of the focus bit. It's like, you know, now I'm not going to accept just going through the motions. Oh, this prayer meeting is so dry and powerless. No, I am pushing into his presence. I'm worshiping him. I'm stepping in. I'm, I'm pushing in. Don't accept being outside of his presence. So get up and walk. Walk around, up and down, pray in the Spirit, or proclaiming the promises of God, or worshiping the Lord, but activate something within you. Amen? There are times that you're just chilling and just receiving and resting in the presence of God, and then there are times it's warfare. It's like, hey, I'm shifting the atmosphere. I'm pushing into the presence of God. I am shifting it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to walk in my authority. Okay, so you need to step out and then pray until breakthrough. Pray until you hear his voice. Pray until the intimidation is gone. Pray until that sinful pattern is broken. Pray until peace comes. Pray until something shifts and keep on proclaiming, praying, declaring until pray until breakthrough. I mean, last verse I want to read, Luke 10, 19. This is a, an, a, just a beautiful uh, angle on a, on a well-known passage. It says, now, this is Jesus speaking, now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority. Sure. Jesus saying, I have imparted to you all my authority. In other words, there are times that you're not asking God to do something. You are speaking. You are declaring. It's like you're standing in front of this mountain, whatever it is, and you're like, Lord, please move the mountain. He's saying, now speak to the mountain. You're praying. You're producing power. You're proclaiming promises. You're producing power. You are pushing into his presence. But now you have to speak to the scenario. You have to speak to your business. You have to speak to your marriage. You have to speak to your children. You have to speak to your environment and say, this devil that's tormenting my kids out in Jesus' name. Amen? Begging Jesus is not the biblical way. You have authority. So you produce the power, you grow in authority, and then you speak to your environment. And you say, devil out, darkness out. This tormenting thing, get out in Jesus' name. This sickness, get out. Speak it. Come on, say it, I'm going to speak it. Come on, you have a voice. You have a voice. And your voice is a weapon. 
Jesus has given you, given you authority. Then he says, I've imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. Satan's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. You, you will trample over every demon. I tell you, many of the stuff we're struggling with in our lives, I tell often it's a spiritual thing behind it. And we think it's a natural problem. Often it's a spiritual problem. You win it in the spirit and then obviously you apply wisdom and God's solutions and you do things in the natural, but you first have to win it in the spirit. And it says absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Now, I love that last bit because it says, hey, you're going to be safe. When? When are you going to be safe? When you sit in the corner, you say, no, I don't want to pick a fight with the enemy. I'm going to just be quiet, quiet, soft whisper, whisper, whisper. No, it actually says you're going to be safe when you walk in your authority. If you're not walking in your authority, you are a victim to the enemy's schemes. You are a victim to what the enemy is doing. Who wants to be a victim? I'm sure you don't want to be a victim. You don't want to be a victim of people at work or life or wherever. No, but you have to then walk in your authority, you have to trample the enemy, you have to step on the enemy, you have to get them out, whatever the enemy is doing. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power. Come on, say amen. Come on, say I have a voice and my voice is a weapon. And I consecrate my voice unto the Lord. Come on, say I renounce every agreement with the enemy. Every agreement with unbelief. In the name of Jesus, my voice is powerful. I have authority in Jesus' name. And I will use it. I am the devil's worst nightmare. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.